and welcome to the Lancet Respiratory Medicine Podcast. I'm Sophie Wolven and today I'll be speaking to Drs Vivian Kalman and Karen Law from the Erasmus Medical Centre in Rotterdam. Vivian and Karen are joint first authors of a multi-centre randomised controlled trial that aims to assess the effects of a 12-week online mindfulness-based cognitive therapy on psychodosis-related fatigue. Vivian and Karen, many thanks for joining me today. What was the rationale behind the study? Are there many options available to treat fatigue in patients with sarcoidosis? Fatigue is one of the most common and burdensome symptoms of sarcoidosis. and has a major impact on lives of patients and their families. The etiology of fatigue is incompletely understood, but it's associated with psychological symptoms such as anxiety, depression and stress. Pulmonary rehabilitation might be effective in some patients, but no other evidence-based treatment options exist for fatigue and sarcoidosis. Mindfulness-based cognitive therapy has found to be an effective treatment to improve fatigue in other chronic disorders. So we hypothesized that online mindfulness-based cognitive therapy, or EMBCT, would also reduce fatigue in patients with sarcoidosis. Could you describe what the online mindfulness-based cognitive therapy treatment entailed? Online mindfulness-based cognitive therapy is a comprehensive program which consists of eight sessions during approximately 12 weeks. So the aim of this program is to change maladaptive automatic cognitive reaction and behavior towards stressors, including fatigue itself. In this program, patients have access to a secured online platform where they receive written information about a specific team each week. They also keep a diary during the week to reflect on general well-being, stress and fatigue. Furthermore, patients are asked to practice mindfulness for approximately 30 minutes each day and document their experience with this in their personal log. For example, patients can write down when they feel tired, what their thoughts and feelings are at that moment and how they reacted to this. For the mindfulness exercises, patients have audio files to guide them. And all these sessions are guided by experienced psychologist who gives written feedback once a week. What different outcomes did you measure in the study and why? And what did you find? The primary outcome of this study was fatigue. The best way to measure fatigue is with a patient-reported outcome measure. For this study, we used the fatigue assessment scale, which is specifically developed to measure fatigue in sarcoidosis. Secondary outcomes were anxiety, depressive symptoms, health status and mindfulness, all measured with patient-reported outcome measures. After the program, we found a significant improvement in fatigue, anxiety, depressive symptoms, health status and mindfulness compared to the control group. We also measured these outcomes 12 weeks after the program ended and found that all beneficial effects persisted over time. Taking into consideration all the available evidence, including the results from this trial, could online mindfulness-based cognitive therapy be easily implemented? And if so, how would patient acceptability, safety and cost be accounted for? We chose an online mindfulness-based cognitive therapy program because this lowered the burden for patients to participate which we think is especially important for patients suffering from fatigue, as this often has a huge impact on their lives. The advantage of this online program is that patients did not have to travel to see a psychologist, and also they could follow the sessions at their own pace. This program could also be offered face-to-face, so treatment can be personalized to individual patients' wishes. 
and all patients have the opportunity to participate irrespective of digital literacy. Moreover, as distances are bridged online, this program can be easily implemented in daily clinical practice, allowing patients throughout the country to participate. As EMBCT is currently reimbursed in the Netherlands for patients suffering from a somatic symptom disorder, for example, severe chronic fatigue, the costs are covered by the health insurance. At the moment, this program is already implemented as a part of regular care at the study sites. And we hope that after publication of the results, it will be implemented throughout the country and beyond. We do realize that reimbursement may vary from country to country, but we hope that in the near future, many patients with sarcoidosis-associated fatigue can benefit from this program. What were the key limitations of the study and how were these mitigated? Did they have any effect on the results or interpretation? The study also had limitations. So we discontinued the study early due to capacity problems caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. Moreover, we noticed a higher dropout in the intervention group after the psychological screening and before start of the EMBCT program. So we changed the randomization strategy um, to randomize more patients to the intervention group compared to the control group. And we also slightly changed the study design in that we referred all patients to the psychological screening first. And if they wanted to continue with the study, then we randomized them to the intervention group or the control group. We did post hoc analyses and they showed that this did not influence our results and our conclusions. Furthermore, um, we really try to reflect daily clinical practice. So the duration of the treatment program was variable depending on patients' preferences and patient needs. So in some patients, the program really took 12 weeks, but in other patients, it took slightly longer, for example, uh, 16 weeks. But we believe that the changes we made have not impacted our results and conclusions. And finally, where do we go from here in terms of treating fatigue and sarcoidosis and beyond? The management of fatigue in sarcoidosis is often complicated due to multiple potential contributors to fatigue. And therefore, the first step in management should be to assess treatable causes. For example, side effects of medication, sleep disorders or thyroid dysfunction. After excluding secondary causes, there are several non-pharmacological and pharmacological management options. In clinical practice, Shared decision-making is needed to find the best treatment option. Having a look at non-pharmacological treatment options, physical and psychological-based interventions are available. We envision that the best treatment option could depend on the underlying determinants of fatigue. For example, patients suffering from physical fatigue might benefit most from physical-based interventions, whereas patients with mental fatigue might benefit more from psychological interventions. And in other patients, a combined treatment might be the best treatment option. To provide better individually targeted treatment in the near future, research is needed to investigate the factors that predict treatment success, both for psychological and physical-based interventions. 
Thank you both for the interesting discussion about what is such an important topic. The study discussed today is available on the Lancet Respiratory Medicine website, along with this podcast. For all our other episodes, please visit thelancet.com or wherever you usually get your podcasts. Thanks everyone for listening.